We are so after, live. What if we intro after we like start talking? So it's like an opening segment and then the intro. Just like this is the intro? No, no, no. Like we're just talking and then be like, oh, welcome to blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, hey, I didn't see you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's so terrible. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, you're being recorded. So anything that you say can and will be used against you in a court of law, just to let you know. <laughs> it's very incriminating. It is, and it's really pressure. There's, there's something a, scary about having your voice recorded. There's a lot of pressure too because if you mess up, it's going on there. You need to read 1984. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, but like even if you ask someone in an interview, can I record you? Like, like they get oh, like no. scared. I wanna taste the pain. I think I'm seeing all gray. Two bullets in the gun, one shot to the head. I need a blank space. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Um, Oh, I start with an um. <laughs> well, we're going. We're live. Uh, roll the intro. Oh, wait, there is none. Never mind. Uh, uh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, at some point, we might get some music in here. Uh, you're joined here today with me, one of the hosts, Jeffrey, and our resident comedian. Uh, me, Caleb. <laughs> and also my sister, Liz. Hi. Who's also a Jones, to let you know. So we're keeping in this This is area. another Jones-style episode. Just chilling basically Talk, talking about whatever we want to which is what we do best hopefully but caleb will you <laughs> will you leave the um any trains in in the future for our listeners we need to know i'm okay so i will it depends on the train <laughs> if it's a good train it depends train. on like so if, if we're oh that train if is it, good how much it's like influencing if it's just like all train and we're like trying to talk over it it might be not great to leave the train in but usually the trains are a little more quiet so we might be able to leave some of them in all right we'll see we don't have a train counter and we've been been pretty good on not having any trains so we'll see um yeah we are due for a train this is a time that we don't usually record we usually record on sundays but this is a Tuesday night. Yeah, so. it's, it's late. Like I'm gonna fall asleep. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Let the podcast fans get to know what you like to do. I guess. Uh, listen to K-pop and talk about philosophy and write poems. That's pretty interesting. Well, this is a this is like a the average college student. Yeah. yeah but some, some yeah, like just like dude. solid liberal upbringing. <laughs> you know? oh, yes. Just roast them. Just, uh, oh, uh, she's uh, she's been influenced pretty hard by some of uh, some of her college um, conversations. Oh. And she's not like in a philosophy class or anything too, which is ironic. Yeah, but like there's I'm in ultrasound, learning to be an ultrasound tech, but like there's this one girl that's like kinda like me that we like should be philosophers and poets, but we're just like vibing there. And we were both like talking about communism stuff like before class and the other students are like, Oh, hi <laughs> I can't I can't believe it. Do you know back in the day you guys would be like not executed, but you under <laughs> super investigation just for mentioning that. We, Did you tell her that? Like, communist <laughs> See, like, sympathizer, yeah, yeah. like you would what a hundred years ago, w- even. Mm, See, like recent. I have a problem with people not being allowed to like believe stuff or talk about stuff because that's kind of the problems that I have with communism is that mm. communist governments tend to be like. <laughs> like, then you have, like trying people, to control well, your thoughts the anti-communist your, just being like no we're gonna censor more you <laughs> totalitarian and like but but there's the thing where do you draw the line because isn't communism by its um nature seem really good like oh you're just sharing but you can't pull that off with humans so you have to have like a dictator to force people to do that right well here's the thing <laughs> or a strong state well, it doesn't have to thing. be oh, can you pull off cop- capitalism with humans because will charities actually will people actually genuinely care enough about the poor to actually like feed them like <laughs> well you know what i'm sa- like without america worked like pretty good for you know a couple hundred years so are you saying it's like it's over is that it's pri- <laughs> it's not at its prime but it's at no its i'm saying we're like becoming point. more um 
I mean, less capitalists, like, our Yeah, well, any form... Market. You can't ha- really have a country or a nation with nothing. No... I mean, you can, but it kind of is chaos when there's no government or holding ties. Like, even way back in the day... I don't, I'm not a history buff, but I wish I wish I knew more about, like, the uh, Middle Ages and stuff. But way back in the day, there's always kingdoms and rulers. Middle Ages were whack, though. They like, were, yeah, they were so I wouldn't go back. I mean, I, swords are cool, no. but, like... <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could live in the Middle Ages. I'd totally want to be a knight no. or something. Oh, that's, like, my dream. And do you want to live, Liz, in the future? Not the Middle Ages. I like actually living Anything now. Anything about the Middle Ages. Well, like, I wouldn't want to be, like, killed because I, like, believed stuff or whatever. <laughs> like, the Middle Ages, like, if you... That's not, like, a Middle Ages thing. That's, like, a well, depending on what country you live I mean, in, basically. Yeah. I guess that's a nice thing about America that, like, is cool. You don't get killed, killed <laughs> very often. You, like, very can, often. like, believe stuff and people might hate you, but they usually don't kill you. <laughs> so. Oh, here's a thought I had yesterday. I think you guys were both there when I mentioned this, but it's how do you know that you are not immortal? Oh, yeah, we were there. <laughs> this is a bad question. It's not a good philosophical question. How it's, do you know that you're mortal? Okay, That's so, my question. Okay, so all you have to do is look around you and see i know this is bad science and that's not how science works but it's, well it's, it's basically science well you can see no, yourself you can't prove yourself older. but it's been demonstrated so many times if you look at 100 people and you say all 100 people those have died you can almost say that you're gonna die i know that's bad science but that's it's that's not bad science, science. <laughs> yes it is because it's saying that it's you can make a strong theory that you'll die the, but, but that's not the right it. way of going about it because it. What if somebody created all those things and you're just observing from that pool? Like that's why it's bad. There, I, there's a name for what I'm saying. It's one sort of reasoning. You're it. saying we're not doing an experiment. We're only observing. Yeah, is that's the problem. Yeah, and there's there's like way too many things that could. Throw well, off yes, easily. obviously this is hard to pull off to prove or even like demonstrate this scientifically because. There's too many variables. Like, ideally, you want one variable. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's not a great... Although, I guess I can't take it for granted, because then you're like, well, what is... Uh... I was thinking of it more as a philosophical question uh... than, a, like, a scientific question. Just, like, an interesting thought um, provoker kind of a thing. Yeah, but... I don't know if you can know. But well, you obviously, can you see... can't know. You can see yourself aging and your body like slowly falling apart and you can have like the feeling that it's true you can just tell you like you yeah, see I'm the graph going old. downhill and then you're just like nah this this doesn't end well He's like, this is... that's depressing let's, let's talk about something happy yeah. oh anything happy to talk about liz what about uh... happy people I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to sway this into a personality trait discussion. Oh, so like which oh. one should we talk about? Oh. So like, <laughs> it's over. That's what that meant. So like we could talk about the Myers-Briggs, the Jungian archetypes, the right, Big Five, not the Enneagram. Not the Jungian ones. No, no, no. Let's, let's break down. Give me a really brief summary of all of them. Like super brief. Like a sentence or two of each. Like, like 20 minutes. No. No. <laughs> no. no don't, so, don't give her that much time. <laughs> Okay, so the big five measures, like, traits that people have, and that one's actually the most scientific that I know of, and the Is that fact what, like, that the they went into it without theorizing, they just, sorry. Is that, like, what the clinicians use, more or less? Probably. Like, actual psychologists? Because they, like, actually went into it scientifically, like, hey, are there traits that people have? And they're like, well, let's find out. And they literally, like, didn't go in with a theory of what they thought the world was like and it's kind of cool unlike is it certain but <laughs> then now i'm gonna go into the myers-briggs which is kind of like a, a really intricate and really cool theory but it's, it's still not a that theory. intricate it's actually pretty kind of intricate <laughs> <laughs> but it's not as scientific but it can be very useful i think and a lot of people think and then the Enneagram, which is very 
what's the word, controversial <laughs> amongst lots of people. <laughs> no, but it originated, I think, with mysticism and, like, be finding the divinity in yourself, which is kind of interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> No comment. <laughs> but that, that's how it originated. But then it's not always seen that way anymore, but it's more about the actual fears and struggles that drive the way you view the world and the way you act so it's more about <laughs> what's going on inside which is temperament more than personality which i think is really deep and cool and then there's jung but caleb doesn't want to well, talk I, about I, jung. no 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 <laughs> I, I have to give us an yeah, overview i was gonna say i've never heard of that one well the jungian test i took was really cool because it gave you your persona which is like how you, other people see you the the way that you portray yourself and want people to think of you and then it gave you that but it also gave you your actual what's the word ego which is like you like the, who you really are actually and it was really cool because i got like the joker as my like oh, persona because okay. it's like oh you're all happy and cheery and people love you but then as my ego it gave me the sage because i like being philosophical and thinking about the, the world the sage like oh, the oh, thinking okay, yeah. person and i was like that's so cool the wise <laughs> yeah so would you say those are the four one two four big ones or five big ones? i'm probably missing something i can't okay think of it. that's okay now as far as i know i know the myers-briggs and the enneagram are both like uh not multiple choice but they're both question heavy and they're mm-hmm. not I feel so the thing the gripe I have against personality tests from what I've seen is it it's hard to accurately depict for one sometimes are you saying what you would like to be or are you saying what you'd actually do in a certain situation yeah. two they don't give they don't well I guess they can but they don't usually let you give like what specific thing that you do in that situation it's more like a yes or no or uh, rating of and especially mm-hmm. with on the uh, Myers Briggs tests, they have like very leading questions. It feels sometimes <laughs> <Yes>. it's <laughs> like, but I know what you mean by this question, but you kind of <laughs> worded it in a way that makes me want to answer it another way. Yeah, if that makes sense. No. I can't think yes. of a good example. No, definitely. Like the one that is like, it is sometimes okay to step on others to get ahead in life. <laughs> it's like, and that's like, like a thinking or feeling question to see if you're but it, using logic or feelings that's to rule like you. That's like how nice or mean you are. Yeah, basically. it's more of the big five, like feeling. how agreeable you and are, you could really. Say, and you could say, well, in certain situations I would, and in certain situations I wouldn't. But the way they and word that's it true makes for pretty you pretty much think everyone. that's exactly, terrible. Yeah, exactly. So how would you, re- like, not refute, but how would you say, how do they get around <laughs> this, or how do, how do they... What is their logic in asking just general questions to get a bigger picture? I mean, I think the reason people, at least I, am attracted to these kinds of tests is because some of us don't do as much soul-searching and meditating as we should, and we're like, hey, I don't know who I am. Let me take this test to find out. And so... <laughs> wait, wait, so if you don't... We don't know who we are, and so we have to you ask... don't know who we are? We have are. to be asked probing questions to discover, and it's really bad. So what I'm hearing is, <laughs> you don't know who you are, so you have to listen to this person that made up this test <laughs> you that you knows are. who you are. You say, I would say... I'm That's the, why the questions. They know who you are, so you don't know who you are. Yeah, I say, I'm the type of person who is not the soul-searching whatever whatever but i don't care <laughs> i don't care to find out i say oh well that's the difference <laughs> well you've taken uh, at least two of the tests and i don't understand i don't understand them and i'm saying is this right <laughs> i <laughs> will say i don't get it the myers-briggs and the enneagram i really like the actual theory of how all the types work together <laughs> and all the functions and everything the theory of the types but i don't always like the way the types are portrayed or the tests that are made that can have leading questions the tests from what i see i think air towards making people say that they're feelers when they're really not because you, <laughs> you just feel like an evil bad person <laughs> if you like give a thinking question because of the way they worded it and also the person who invented myers-briggs isabel myers-briggs 
was an INFP, and INFPs are really cool, but she also probably was a little biased when writing about types that were very different from her own, which is why the ESTJs are viewed as, like, really bad, <laughs> stereotypically. <laughs> and maybe they're great, but maybe <clears throat> Isabel made them sound all bad. On accident, <laughs> not, like, on purpose. They're, like, but, opposite. Uh, yeah. On purpose. These That's people are the worst. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can't understand someone, it's going to be very hard to literally try to explain how they think because it's the opposite of how you think basically right yeah. and i guess i guess um mbti isn't like how it isn't as much about how you think more so right it's more like your persona like how yeah. decisions what kind of decisions you're gonna make that's like what the 16 the myers-briggs one is like what decision are you going to make based on your life experiences and Mm-hmm. how you are kind of yeah it's definitely more enneagram i think is more temperament like who you are and, and then who Myers you could Briggs, be as well yes which is very cool like on the good end and on the bad end like healthy and unhealthy and then myers-briggs is more this is how you kind of are but this is kind of how you act so more personality than temperament which is cool say well when when i was taking one of the tests i realized like i'm this is probably just because i'm not very mature and i don't know or ever think about these situations but i'm like looking at this situation uh, and that they gave me i'm like you know what i don't know what i would do i really just don't know mm. <laughs> it's just so uh sometimes arbitrary there should be an honesty measurement as well <laughs> yeah like, it scores and, so well John. And, <laughs> and how and how do they test like characters from a book or something that would be based on what unless it's like a main character and you have their thoughts but if it's like somebody and it's a side character and you give them the personality test that's obviously just from their actions and not how they think you know what i mean which is mm. weird too i think it's very fun typing fictional characters yeah and like people can type of different it's like <laughs> oh that person's a whatever yeah <laughs> if they're like a primary or secondary character Myers-Briggs you can usually because again it's based more off how you act in the world but if they're like a tertiary character it's like you just don't see yeah, you you're like oh they're cool they're an ISTP <laughs> no like, <laughs> that's not what you say <laughs> that's what <laughs> no. they do like they they say some like you know like the the memes or whatever I guess they aren't memes but they're like the visual illustrations from the internet and it's like the four by four grid with every um personality type in myers-briggs and it has like it'll put like a lord of the rings character in each slot or oh, a yeah. star wars character or a marvel character in each slot and the istp is like it's wrong always... half the time <laughs> yeah i haven't seen like they put black widow as an istp in one of them no i think she's an isfp yeah yeah. Whoa, these are a lot of letters. Can you give? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me Literally explain the explain. letters. I'm I'm an A B D E. <laughs> well, you kind of are. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it. Whoa. Uh oh. So like the E stands for extroversion, and then I for introversion. And you can get one. Or so e there's get... four letters that make up your type, and then e each letter has a possibility of two letters. Well, what? Yeah, so it's like so a coin flip-ish. I mean, obviously it's not because it's personality and it's more complicated than that. But there's two chances for each slot. So there's the first slot, which is either E or I. And Introvert then or extrovert. The second slot. Which is intuitive or sensing, which is intuitive is more... Do you see the world in an abstract sort of way? Like Sen Albert Einstein is super oh, yeah. intuitive. And then, or sensing, do you see the world very concrete, which, who sees the world concrete? Well, some, <laughs> some great people are like that. And then thinking, Like somebody is, who's really good at sports might be a, yes, a sensor. Yes, definitely. And then thinker versus feeler, kind of self-explanatory. Thinkers aren't evil, angry people. Feelers can use what? their what? heads <laughs> And then whoa, feelers whoa, can whoa. use their heads sometimes, so I'm don't, like, stereotype. didn't write the personality test, because they No, I said they aren't. I didn't say... Oh, I thought I'm you said to, they no, were. No, I'm trying to clarify, like, the memes and stuff that are all oh, okay. mean to people. And Anyway, and then perceiving, which is 
more being a spontaneous and flexible person. And then either that or judging, which doesn't mean that you're a judgmental person. It well, actually I mean, it means, could, but probably not. It doesn't it mean that. actually means that you're more of a structured person that likes routine and organization. Oh, so that's why there's 16, because, you know, four and four. Exactly. And you just mix them all up. Yeah. Which I also <laughs> like how they don't just say you're either an extrovert or an introvert. They do, but they also give you a percent based on how extremely you answer the questions. So it's like... That's why the that's big what, five test is the yes, best. because it's like all of this is just factors. Okay, this what is it, give me more information about this big five. That that seems like the best one. It maybe, is the best maybe one. Maybe should. <laughs> I've been I'm, talking too like, much. I've Caleb never... can... Oh, I forget all the metrics. But basically, it's more like a clinical psychology approach is it is it still just questions that you answer and then like no you could, could be like analyzed by a psychologist and i mean i guess yes they probably would ask you questions but it is more of a clinical thing so it measures you on a scale for um openness to experience is it openness to experience or openness to ideas yeah it's experience but yeah most most people just call it openness and like That's people who are one. really high in openness might be very appreciative of art like uh, a, a way Jordan Peterson says that you can spot an open person by whether they will cry because of like something beautiful easily like a, like a piece of art or a, a beautiful piece of literature or something. I forget the exact example he gives. Do you know I think he said if you get, like, goosebumps when you ah, listen to a song. That's what it was. Yes. Which I feel like I was really sad that some people don't get that. I was like, what? <laughs> people don't <laughs> like, get goosebumps from songs? Not everyone gets goosebumps? And I'm like, no. Do you get goosebumps from songs ever, Jeff, or no? Uh... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's blowing open it. <laughs> I, I don't think about that when I'm listening to music. Anyways, so it'll give you, it'll give you like a scale of how open you are, more or less. And then um, conscientiousness is the next one. Conscientiousness is like... The way I think about it is somebody who's very conscientious is somebody... If they say they're going to do something, they will do it if they possibly can. It's kind of like that. They're okay. But you also kind of type A ish. But Caleb, you also said yeah. like I scored insanely low on conscientiousness, and I do try to keep <laughs> commitments to other people because I feel there's a moral obligation to my word. But well, a moral but obligation you... isn't part of your personality. Yeah, that's just like being a good chap oh, no. but Caleb you said something cool that for some reason this was awe-inspiring to me that when know. you tell yourself in your mind you're gonna do something you do it and I was like I forgot <laughs> that some people had that because <laughs> I'm like wow. I'll like unless I tell someone and commit myself to someone else I'm gonna do something it's probably not gonna happen and I feel like I wonder if that's a sign of conscientiousness if you say in your mind you're gonna do something you'll do it uh yeah <laughs> it, it's probably like uh like a sign that you could recognize somebody by that it, i don't know conscientiousness is probably pretty easy to spot if you know somebody like from work for a while mm -hmm. um just because of their work ethics and so forth but like liz said that can also be driven by morals and somebody like Liz can act very conscientious because she feels morally obligated to, which doesn't mean she's high in conscientiousness <laughs> necessarily. So you have to know a little bit about the person, mm -hmm. too. No, that was only three, right? There's two more? Yes. Um, the th third third okay, one is or... extroversion. Good job. I like well, to remember uh... them by the acronym OCEAN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys haven't watched Dr. Grande on YouTube, oh. you gotta watch Dr. Grande if you want to learn more about the Big Five. 
Just turn him up to 2x speed. I, I'd recommend that. <laughs> you'll but, save, you'll save watch his description of Jordan Peterson when he calls him high in openness to experience <laughs> with a big old pause. <laughs> Anyways, um, extroversion, it isn't it isn't necessarily in the big five clear cut like exactly extroverted versus introverted because Mm -hmm. it's like how extroverted you are can you can you explain this one liz i'm not super great with the big five extroversion yeah it's actually really cool because like the myers-briggs again is like a scale of how introverted you are are you introverted or extroverted but then the big five is just are you high in extroversion as a trait and the way it describes extroversion is cool because the normal descriptions you'll hear are oh extrovert you're recharged by people introvert you're recharged alone yeah it's which different are from great that great descriptions for myers-briggs but with the big five it describes extroversion as partially how strongly you experience positive emotion like in especially like successes in like that dopamine rush almost of like when you accomplish something especially when a lot of people notice which sounds like a bad thing but <laughs> that's kind of like introverts according to the the big five well they don't, don't have introverts in the big five well, do yeah, they? yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> people, people who score low, low in extroversion apparently don't experience as much of a high if you like accomplish some great thing in front of a bunch of people which is i don't know i thought it was cool oh that's a yeah that's a good way of recognizing it um and then agreeableness is the fourth one and agreeableness i think it's basically what it sounds like more or less right liz it's like how how much you go out of your way to be pleasant in your interactions with other people is is that more or less what it is well, like, there are two elements, I think, Jordan Peterson <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Peterson talks so about much, this a lot. But he talked about how, like, there's not, there's two elements, maybe he didn't, maybe I just, like, thought of this. But <laughs> there's, like, more than one element, because, like, even the Myers-Briggs functions, extroverted feeling and introverted feeling, anyway, it's kind of like that. But, like, there are people who are just nice to everyone, just have like that nice smiley air about them everywhere they go, and they're just kind of like kind and nice. And that can be agreeableness, but there can also be like social justice warriors who come across as very mean people sometimes if they're fighting for a cause, but they're very com- compassionate and focused on justice for people that are suffering or whatever. And that's also agreeableness, so. Oh, okay, so it's basically what it sounds like, but there is a little catch sometimes. Yeah. And then the last one is neuroticism. And <laughs> <coughs> what's so funny? <laughs> it's how sad you are. <laughs> the la- Yeah, neuroticism is basically how much you experience, like, bad emotions, more or less. <laughs> it's like... Um, if you're really high in neuroticism, you might be more prone to, like, depression and, like, super bad emotions that are, um, they're gonna stick with you more than somebody who's low in neuroticism. Is that basically what it is? Yeah. Which, I mean, it isn't great to call emotions bad. I know what well, you're it, saying. Well, neuroticism is focused on negative emotions. Yeah. It's how much you experience negative emotions. See, that, that seems like a really cool system. I like... It's still like that scale type of thing where it's like, oh, you're only this much of that or whatever. Instead of like defining you as a person, which the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs can tend to do. It's just like, oh, you have a lot of this trait. You're high in this. You're low in this, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, that that brought me to an interesting question when I was listening. I said, what constitutes a personality or your personality? (laughs) I know this is a bad question. It depends on which system you're using. Because like the big five is kind of more so asking how your brain works and like the clinical psychologists will use it more so but then there's the ones that Liz likes. I like the big five. (laughs) Like the Jungian archetypes (laughs) which are basically that one's describing like who you are in like the classic story Mm -hmm. um, context like what character you play in the world more so. Oh interesting so it really depends on what 
one you're getting into. Which is why you should yeah. get into all of them. All of them oh, so no. you can fully understand because like, you don't know who I've, you are. I've done one thousand three hundred and twenty five tests and I finally figured out who I am. That's <laughs> like, so I'm great. so confused I and don't you're even almost, know. <laughs> you're almost dead because you wasted your life taking the tests. <laughs> Oh. But they can be useful. Pause. <laughs> they, Silent <laughs> crickets. They, they can be useful. <laughs> We're like, what? Really? Even in understanding other people. Like, my sister, I never understood why she was so, like, looking out for, like, worst case scenarios and stuff. And, like, why she had trouble trusting people or whatever. She's gonna be mad I put this in you. But, like, then I read about the Enneagram 6, and I'm like, dude, okay. Like, th that's exactly are, what I did, too. I was like, are, dude. <laughs> and it was like, I understand. I still don't understand from experience, but, but it's I been explained to you how people can be different from you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a whole new world. It's like, out oh, there. people think that way. Like, with Caleb, with conscientiousness, like, people are like that. Like, what? <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> um, so what what factors do you think highly affect basically your personality trait or your personality in general? Like it's so weird cuz I know a lot of people can grow up in a different situation and still have like the same type of personality or even vice versa. Mm -hmm. A situation will uh change who you are at the core basically. Like that's such a weird concept. Yeah. No comment. Well, like, <laughs> it's, it's, that's another difficult. That's one. a big philosophical question. Like, are you born, as Freud would say, a <laughs> blank slate? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would say that you have some things written on there the day you're born, but that a lot of, but a big chunk of it's, you know, blank. Well, <laughs> some of the okay. way your brain works is genetic. That's mm -hmm. a big philosophical question. But your personality, that's, uh, that's a different matter. It depends on, it really depends on which system you use. Because, like, um, the big five traits, I don't want to overstep myself here, but I would say that those traits might be more prone to be genetic mm. because they're focused more so on how the brain is working than something like the Enneagram, which is... <laughs> It has, like, it describes who you are as a person and then has hypothetical versions of you in different, like, healthy levels, like... Oh, yeah. If you're a going good, through a lot of stress yeah, or if you're doing well. A good number, whatever. Yeah. I was surprised <laughs> when I took that test. I got, like, uh... I said, oh, no, why am I most relating to the bad level of this number? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I got, like, level five or six for... <laughs> unhealthy traits or something like whatever it was um. oh i haven't taken that one <laughs> right that on the but <laughs> wait oh yeah because i that's what I... enneagram is like a lot is it describes like how it just it tells who you are and then it tells like the versions of who you are like how healthy you are in that personality which is really good so that you don't get trapped into only identifying like oh i'm a seven i can't help it it's just i'm a seven it's like that's not gonna help you grow as a human but um what you were saying about the way your brain works i think i heard people that are high in openness their brain actually works differently like when you're doing you're just like going about doing tasks people who are high in openness will be more likely to daydream and like think about philosophy or whatever during that time and people that are lower in openness it's kind of like you're just kind of on autopilot more which makes them sound bad but it's not <laughs> meant to sound them, them bad. Sound bad it's not meant to make them sound bad but that's just it's like your brain actually like the way the it's different maybe those people are proud of what they can do and they think that daydreaming and thinking philosophy stuff while working is also bad. So maybe yeah, you've got to be like, why would flipped. you daydream? Yeah, yeah. It's a waste so, of time. Maybe yeah. they're high in conscientiousness. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Caleb here, who's high in both. Whoa. <laughs> is that I'm not kind of... super high in conscientiousness, but pretty high. He's mm. really high. 
seeing his daily lifestyle, he's very high. <laughs> In conscientiousness. <laughs> he's definitely high. In openness to experience. <laughs> In openness to experience. Oh, no. Sorry, Dr. Grande, we don't mean to mean you so hard. Oh, he's great. <laughs> oh, do you have anything else interesting to add about personalities in general? Oh, we should probably move on. We want to talk <laughs> about you, Jeff. We want no. to yeah. diagnose you. No. Tell me about your brain. See, I don't know how it works. It just goes. Nobody knows exactly how it works. Like, people who start to say things in black and white sentences about the brain i, uh, I don't See, know about that really i think it's a, your it's brain. a pretty complex uh, thing <laughs> well i mean it it works most of the time you know it works when it works well what do mental you mean by illness works? could we talk about mental illness oh that's a that's a really um, easy topic to talk about <laughs> as as um, what do you mean ironic that's a deep topic I feel like not many people are. It's a, it's an odd fascination. It, it's just like like finding out where personality traits or how they develop. It's one of those things where in humans you can't really um, test it and really easily find out like, oh, this is the causes from this and that because there's just so many variables and it's... And like if it's moral, humane, morality yeah, laws. Yeah. Are you, were you going to relate like personality and mental illness and how they both can be rooted in childhood trauma <laughs> i don't know i think that's what i wanted to say that's all you wanted to say they're, they're cor- there's a correlation there's a connection. you want to talk about childhood trauma <laughs> childhood trauma that, that well your stuff- brain's very plastic so i guess it makes sense that you can be affected very positively or very negatively by what happens when you're a child right well, I was talking to someone who was taking this cool psychology course, and we can find it later because they made a podcast that I haven't watched yet. But it sounds There's really. There's other podcasters in the world. There oh, are no. that are actually. Caleb, we have competition. I didn't even know. They <laughs> probably what are we have do? viewers <laughs> in places further away. Than are you talking about like than... different universes? Our farthest listeners are from Germany. Shout out to those Germany listeners. Shout out to the Germans. There must be one listener though. Well. I mean, they're gonna leave after Still, this. Still, good. I know. I would leave if somebody was just like <laughs> calling me out on the podcast. It's, it's good. Not it's that good. we're like Some looking like and being though, cringe so, you know. and like caring about like how many views we have. We You're don't right. care about Everyone that. just leave right now. We want zero. We want to see zero people on the next. Can we get zero <laughs> listeners for the next episode? <laughs> Goal. I sometimes I wonder if. Never mind. Whoa, whoa, this is like, <laughs> wait, this is very meta. You're talking about your listeners while they're listening. This is like if Except, you break the fourth wall in the book. This is bad. No, this is not. E- this is like way farther than yeah, fourth Caleb, wall. Yeah, you have to cut all of this out. This is like, no. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can leave it in if you want to. All right, so let's go back or kind of back to mental illness. You just wanted to talk about childhood trauma, or is that it? I mean, well, it's a dark subject. Say, but what what childhood trauma have you experienced? <laughs> it's gonna to get deep. Oh but no! no this sharing time now. This sharing time. No, but I was talking to Virginia, which you people listening don't know, but she's a cool person, and she's taking this psychology course that talks about like triggers of childhood trauma and. Like, man, I wish I had some childhood trauma. And it's I know, like, it's disappointing. It's like, I want to feel special too. I, I want to be broken. Well, I feel like that's <laughs> a big we thing in America. We, sh- we with shouldn't like, be laughing. With this. like this your identity yeah, being true. formed by mental illness. Like, I was reading someone's like comment on an Instagram post. They like made a post. Uh-oh, and then they're media. like, hey, my name is this, and I have these 18 mental illnesses. Follow me. And I was like, and that's the reason oh. not to follow you. I was like, <laughs> you just gave me dude, like, I'm glad you're so genuine and authentic, but, like, I feel like that's not your identity. Even though she had Tourette's, which is, like, a really cool one if you're going to have one. But, yeah, she was like, here's all my problems. And I was like... Well, I guess, I uh, I guess that's, like, uh, if you put those in your bio, it's, yeah, like, it's basically like dev- it's adding character to... It's just like telling people a lot about you because if they can look at this giant list and see all the things about you, then it, they can learn a lot more yeah. than if you're just like put like your 
who you support politically and <laughs> your gender identity and whatever. Yeah. Like, that's a lot more shallow, and they don't get much information out of those things. That's true. And I wouldn't want to go back to shallow. I wouldn't want to go back to hiding from weaknesses in the millennial generation of just, like, photoshopping all your pictures and making yourself look amazing. I wouldn't want to go back to that. Liz, stereotypes. Oh, yeah, that my. was, a, like, 18 <laughs> stereotypes that was hard stacked stereotype. on top. But, like, I, I do like the stereotypical Gen Z, like, I'm going to be real to the world, but I don't like people defining themselves by something that isn't necessarily good. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like yeah. once you get... I mean, you don't... I can't say you always... any. You don't really recover from some uh, traumatic experience as a child because that carries with you through uh, through life, and it's it's really a serious topic. But I feel like if, if you recover, you kind of grow as a person, and and mm -hmm. it's one of those things like if you well, as character, if you if you can make that into a net positive somehow, then you're going to be much stronger in that area in the long run. I, I agree, but it's one of those things like... I mean, easier said than done, obviously. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult. And if if you say you are a struggling alcoholic and you don't want to be an alcoholic, and you get over that, just because you get over that, yeah, you're, you're stronger, but you always have that in the back of your mind or you have that that you say, oh, what about like if I go back or oh I still have this I have to deal with like I feel like sometimes it's very much like oh that's so cool but a lot of times mm -hmm. it, it really is like oh that's intense and you got over that but it's not but not everyone does yeah it not everyone does and it's yeah. not always as simple and easy as oh I got over it and I'm fine now well and yeah you still have cirrhosis and pancreatitis or whatever what <laughs> what does that <laughs> are you talking about like and stress? then I'll scan your liver you, oh no are you talking about things that come from, about by stress oh you're no, talking, I'm about talking about alcoholism, about alcoholism. Oh, alcoholism. I'm saying there's still <laughs> consequences like, to the actions you made even True. if you choose a different was, path was, which is Jeffrey's like talking about like life scars and stuff and you're like <laughs> I'm talking about, about liver scars but yeah definitely i think that the your scars shape your character like any good author knows that if you have a main character with no weaknesses they're gonna not be relatable at all and they're gonna mm -hmm. be bland like and it's saying. gonna feel like greek mythology Which but even in the greek mythology they have weaknesses okay, all, all the all the gods just ate each other and that's like it that's what well, i gather have you read it well, i it mean whack stuff spoils there is yeah no spoilers <laughs> jeff that, oh, just, sorry, I'm that sorry. just came out like I'm 2000 sorry. years ago I, i'll try to withhold <laughs> oh yeah, we we've got to have somebody on here who know, like knows some actual Greek mythology. Yeah, we're just we can like put us in our place. I know Korean mythology. <laughs> oh, that's... nobody cares about. Korea. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say nobody cares. But... That one Korean viewer that we didn't have just left right now. Whoa, that is <laughs> that is next level. But I, for us in America, Korean mythology does not influence our culture. Greek mythology, oh. on the other hand. It does a lot. We have a lot of expressions and a lot of like. By Zeus's lightning bolt. <laughs> I don't know. But not necessarily <laughs> that. But oh, I'm trying to think of one. I can't think of one at the moment. Like a like an Achilles heel. Everyone knows oh, what an Achilles true. heel is. Oh my goodness. Or Trojans. That's. Well, is that that not... actually happened? <laughs> no, it didn't actually happen the way that people say it happened. Oh. Like, there weren't What's... necessarily soldiers in the horse from what people gather, I think. Wait, oh. what was it then? I think it, there was, like, a gift of horse. It was just, like, a, a horse, distraction And then? there was a war, but there doesn't <laughs> appear to be a link. I might be wrong on that, so don't quote oh, me on right. it, but that I'm pretty like... sure it's not as closely, like, there weren't literally soldiers in the horse, like people say. Man, that ruins, like, my whole childhood there, Caleb. You just had, like, all my thinking. False history. We can verify uh, that. No. <laughs> See if it's true afterwards. And I don't even know. Yeah, I don't think that's Greek mythology, going back to that. That's just, like, it's it, like, just be, like history, history stuff, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah those, those, like, nations, like, the Ottomans and then the Romans, that's all fascinating, and I know nothing about it. All, like, those big central... 
centralized government nah. places, people. I don't know what they call it. kingdoms. There, that's the word I'm thinking of. The big kingdoms that are just like, oh, it's the Ottomans, and then oh, they died, and then, like basically the Romans just like took over from the area. <laughs> so it's like the same thing, just rebranded, like slap a new label on it, bam, and then mm. they ended up going away. Dun dun dun. The the well, the Romans Spoils. ended up <laughs> destroying I didn't know the Roman culture. Empire. Oh, it, which is also cool because it came from an inward. To outward. It was a collapse, more collapse so. Collapse from the inside. It got too big. Which could never happen itself. to America, but it oh, happened to no, Rome. Oh, no, definitely not. Right? <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. It's like, oh, I like the... No similar trends here. <laughs> it's never happened to any other highly bureaucratic states. True. Like the USSR before, either. <laughs> I like I like the slap, like, uh, we need expiration dates on all our countries. Be like, oh, they're getting near their limit. <laughs> <laughs> like, no! Yeah, they can't last very much longer there. <laughs> yeah, it's actually weird how all the, like, the countries end up happening and how everything just turned out the way it did, kind of, because it like the lines and the provinces and how they all separated to so little spaces as far as like the ottomans and the romans and then it's just like oh we all want to be individual places i mean i get it because of nationalism and good stuff like that but it's also like good weird <laughs> okay here's it. my question. question mark what if you could take one dude out of history and change the most like country borders modern day who would it be? Oh my goodness. Wait, I'm gonna go with Mohammed. What Ooh. was the question? If you could remove one person from history and your objective is to change the most borders Ooh, of modern day countries, who would it be? Easy. Ooh. Any the I don't know if there's one, but the founding father that sparked um America's uh, revolution because without America's but you revolution, take away any one of them there's it's bound to happen uh, without any maybe uh, I'm pretty necessarily... sure Patrick okay, Henry if you, if you think about the time what like why America they, hasn't you know, Caleb, hung Caleb. on by one person that listen, many times listen if you think about the time and what they were doing and how many people actually ended up revolting like that is such a unique scenario like if and I know most of the reason... It Are you saying, out. like, if, like, Benjamin Franklin ended up being, like, a, a huge loyalist, yeah. then more people would have sided with him and not yeah, gone because along with in, it? Yeah, because in the long run, there okay. wasn't a lot of support. And one of the way, reasons they really got away with it is because they were a colony that didn't have the country right next to them to say, no, you yeah, can't do that. Yeah, they could spread all the, yeah. All the yeah, so, like, doctrines around. If, if they were in our time and they wanted to do that, it wouldn't work as well. And you wouldn't gain as much true traction because of all the... Like, it just, like, everything lined up so well. And, like I was saying, a lot of the people didn't even care most of the time if I'm reading history right, which I could not. But I was saying, but if you took away America's Revolution, you have all of its influence in that time period, which is... Which spurred well, a lot of revolutions. you have all the future as well. Well, yeah, that's, I didn't even get there. You have all the revolutions that it spurred. Because all the... Oh, was, hey, Great Britain is more yeah. stable. They get to keep, like, Most India of their and colonies. China. Yeah. <laughs> and then they... And then you remove America from the picture further down the line. All because And they don't Benjamin influence Franklin. all the wars. They do, mm -hmm. America doesn't help win World War II. Well, so I mean... Europe's boundaries are well, all messed up. Well, technically, Britain would have way more power. So, I mean, it could end up... Actually, it probably would end up pretty similar because Britain would just be, like, the new America. Theoretically. Or... Theoretically. I mean, them. there's literally no way to know. It's true. Oh. I mean, if the USSR still were a nation, you know, you would have to say, like, Stalin or... Lenin or yeah, yeah. someone, but it's not a nation anymore, so... Was it ever actually, like, a nation, or was it just, like, a pact, or, United, like, a republic? What does USSR United Soviet United Socialist, Socialist Republic. So it was yeah, a know. union of republics, Jeffrey. So, but that doesn't really... <laughs> yeah. that doesn't really They're all homies. They, that doesn't really constitu uh, constitute, like, a nation, like... It's yeah. like if you said, oh, all, all of the America states are their own countries. Let's just make it slap America on it. Like, that, we wouldn't say, oh, yeah, that's a nation. All right, how many years before America and Canada just... Become one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Uh, Predictions? Uh, Thoughts? <laughs> I would say a lot. I don't feel no. like the Canadians. They're so this, they're though. so tight. Get I don't this know. though. They're pretty tight. My like sixteen year old friend and I were calling the other day, and she was like telling me how she thought the stock market would crash in two thousand thirty, just like it did in nineteen thirty. And she's like, we're in. The, she's like, we're in the. 2020? Did it crash in eighteen thirty? No, because we didn't have stock market. Mm, well, <laughs> I can't argue there. But well, we actually did. <laughs> you just don't know. She's like the reason we aren't in a panic right now is because we're in the twenties. We're in that time of like the thinking 20s. the prosperity will last forever, and then all of a sudden it'll. Imagine go, though. Imagine America America's literally on an exact one hundred year correlation. That'd be funny. It's like guys, history really does repeat itself. And, and it's didn't literally exactly a hundred years later. I mean, the coronavirus. Like, didn't we have the swine flu almost a hundred years ago? The swine flu was like ten years ago. Um, well, I think you mean the Spanish flu question mark? Yeah, that's yellow what I meant. Yellow fever. Ooh, that's a dead That one. was a little older, but yeah, that was wild. No, time. the Spanish flu and yellow fever are the same thing. Really? I really We sound really were. unintelligent Man, right now. I'm we're so cutting angry. this. No, you don't know how much we don't know. It's it, bad. It, it doesn't <laughs> pertain to me, so I just haven't ever known. And that's why you That's up. why history repeats. <laughs> the coronavirus wouldn't have happened. If, if it was know, in my history book, I would remember the Spanish flu. We wouldn't have had the coronavirus. It's facts right there. <laughs> True. It's, all it's all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> There's your scapegoat, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> leave my leave my email on this yeah. one. You guys can send me all your hate. Yeah, hate mail. Vent <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. The hour of hate. <laughs> or the two minutes hate. Two minute hate. <laughs> 1984 is really depressing. He wouldn't take his phone the last time we drove somewhere because he's like... I was depressed. I didn't want to hear the story. No, I knew I would be depressed. If we, 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 I was happy that Because, like, when we drive places, I play That's books. I, play, well, I wanted to play 1984, but he didn't. No, she no, plays don't give my me. books. I have audiobooks on my phone, and she just, like, whenever we go somewhere, we listen. Even though I've listened to them all already. <laughs> and Liz slowly slogs through them. Oh, do you think venting is good to get something out always sometimes or never always sometimes or never on a scale of one mm. to ten sometimes <laughs> sometimes i think just knowing more rarely than people would think i think well for me it probably depends a lot on your oh. personality going back to that well, look at that full circle <laughs> see i <laughs> used to be annoyed when people would tell me oh i'm just a verbal processor and i'm like well i used to be but people didn't care what i had to say so i stopped being a verbal processor you were a little I, feel kid. Like, I feel like this is venting right now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This example. no but um, I think it's good to know that you have someone you could tell stuff to. You don't even have to tell them, but just to know that people care. <laughs> that is such a feely statement. It's just like, I just want to know no. that there's people there for me. This is what me. I was talking to Virginia about with her, psych with her cool psychology yeah. class of, like, knowing that you can take up space with people and that they have room to hear you. <laughs> Wait, are they talking about it, like... Because it's maybe, a weird way of thinking of it. Maybe you had a childhood trauma of fear. <laughs> I don't know. You seem to have had a childhood, <laughs> childhood trauma. <laughs> Nobody listened to you and your verbal processor. Oh, no. Man, that's Tarama. harsh. Trauma. Trauma. Yes. <laughs> How do you think... I know this is really random, but I mean, it kind of goes along with countries and stuff. Like, How do you think cultures evolve not evolve i guess evolve is the right term and like change over time and based on the relationship to other <clears throat> other influences for instance the middle east is such a different culture than even the true east and such a different mm -hmm. such such different than the way west what were the factors you were asking me the other day Liz? <laughs> and i'm still thinking about them oh it was like religion it was religion, geology, geography, geography, government, geology. <laughs> government, and then one was like society or society. culture. Was or one wealth distribution? Oh, probably. Because I feel maybe, like that's a big know. thing. But there are a bunch of like unrelated race? factors. That I feel like race to... is irrelevant. Never mind. Well, it, people make it relevant, but it basically shouldn't. race is only relevant because of the culture that happens to come with it. Usually. I mean, mm. 
Yes, there are certain small differences between races. Like whether you're more susceptible yeah. to gallstones and gluten intolerances. Does that have to do with <laughs> culture? <laughs> Question mark? Race. Uh, wait a minute. I'm confused. <laughs> certain races are more susceptible to certain diseases. Like if diseases. you're white, you're more likely to get gallstones. Really? But if you're Native American, you're more likely to have a gluten intolerance. Really? Yes. I did not know that. That is kind of cool. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not now you cool. know. <laughs> now you now, know. The more you know. They say, yeah, I think I think also the advancement of technology and stuff totally shifted and changes and influenced any nation. Kind of like makes them broader. Like kind of how the cities were like New York was the melting pot and you had so many different things and it just like now the internet is the melting pot yeah so it's like whatever you want to be into you can Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) basically it's also weird to think that like different places like I assume I I guess I don't know I'm just being really ignorant but like mid Africa probably doesn't have that great of structure especially in probably the rural places of culture they're probably still living like they would have in earlier years you know there are some places i guess not necessarily in africa say i i probably sounding and i am being really ignorant right now because i have no clue at all i'm just (laughs) like like a lot of like the island um Mm. some of the island nations are pretty much unaffected but like africa they have like all the they have like some tech and stuff that gets uh gets through gets through the, uh, the United well, I mean there's Nations. so much stuff in the world that it just gets it just gets it passed just gets around right there. it's gonna get distributed eventually well <laughs> they might not be making the tech there but yeah they get some well, of that's them. an interesting South Africa they that's an interesting theory all the first world people when we're done with the newest generation and we move on to the next cool thing, we should just give all our old tech to the third world countries and say, here, have the old stuff. And then be like, oh, look, we, this is so advanced. We're going to make, like, so bad. epic computer programmer <laughs> countries. <laughs> but they'll be, like, in the old, they'll have the old tech. Yeah, instead of just, like, recycling it for lithium yeah, or whatever. Like, it's like, here, have this. They're like, what? What is this? Do they recycle it for lithium or silicon? I don't know. I Probably lithium. I mean, some of the motherboards and stuff have gold on them, so they definitely... Yeah, a little. The, the what you call wire, it, thingies. The nodes, or... No, nodes. The connector <laughs> things. The thing, the thingamabobbers. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and also, and I know this is going back to the culture thing, but I feel like in America, we, like, kind of stopped... It, well, this is, again, very ignorant of me, but it seems like we stopped <laughs> We on. just flaunt our ignorance yeah. around <laughs> out here. We're like, look at us. <laughs> but we stopped uh, passing down almost some of the cultural things we do mm. in, a, in a very specific sense. Let's say um, a tradition from the Italian side of the family. It seems like as you get older mm. and less connected, you just stop caring as much maybe or just it, there's more of a disconnect so you're like oh we kind of move on to a different not doing that tradition and that's an interesting thing i kind of like it actually. you like it i was wondering yeah. i, was I wondering, have yeah. a love-hate relationship because there is the melting pot of like now we're americans yay and it's like that's, <laughs> that's beautiful there is an american culture in and of itself but it's like it's not like it's also okay to celebrate your own roots and culture too like if you want <laughs> the new and exciting like it's so it's so much cooler but like you can do both the thing is the old traditions you didn't make them up so chances are decent you won't like them as much as the stuff that you make up so but they're tradition <laughs> it makes sense adding uh, and if tradition, you live in america tradition valuable. has been devalued so you don't feel like you have to follow them whereas in certain other cultures you might feel like 
wait, there is another way? Like, there, there's an option to not follow tradition? What? India. <laughs> India? I don't, I, I don't think it, India. Maybe. But not nearly as much as, like, um, Saudi Arabia <laughs> Let's call someone else out. Oh, call them out. Yemen. <laughs> Japan. No. Japan. Japan. Yes, Japan. Then you could say, like, probably... You need to watch uh, some, like, biography stuff on Japan. They're still pretty traditional. I wonder if people talk about America and think it's cool, and they're just like, no, no, don't. It's not that cool, guys. <laughs> She's like, you're really, you're really... America's pretty cool. I mean, it depends it's on, obviously not perfect, it's like but it has some pretty cool stuff. It's like the most amazing in the most horrible place all at once. It's just a big It's mix. not the most horrible place. I don't think... There are very few things that America is Bad. the worst yeah. at. There's, point. like, maybe a few things. Eating healthy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. But America is also, like, some of the best at sports and fitness at on the other side of the coin. Mm -hmm. So it's like the land of extremes. Oh, you're right. In oh, some I didn't ways. think about that. Yeah. Ooh. See, that is flaunting your American pride right there. <laughs> nationalism. So, Let's go. Uh, no, I'm definitely not a nationalist. Like, I'm not all, like, American flag everywhere kind yeah, of guy or anything. Speaking of tests, the political compass test has a question that's, speaking like, what is it? That is, like, <laughs> oh, well, we were, like, at the beginning when yeah, I oh, was, yeah, like, yeah, talking okay. about all my tests. Okay. But, but, like, the political compass at test asks, like, has a question, like, you can't choose your country of origin, so it's silly to be proud of it. And Caleb voted like, hundred percent. Why be proud of a country just because you were born oh, there? You and be I proud was like, of it well... because it's worthy of it. Actually, that's kind of a good point. Like you just instilled into it, you say, "Oh yeah, I I like this place because oh I was raised there." It's like you yeah. didn't have a choice. Like you like tradition because you've only experienced tradition, <laughs> like you were saying. Yeah. Patriotism might be, hey, I know that my country's good, so I love it. Yeah. But then nationalism's yeah. like my country just because. Well, it, it's like it's, yeah, I don't know. That, that's. Yeah, it's like the very simplified version. Yes, yeah. yeah. it's like the mob effect. Just because everyone else is there and they're born in the country, they like it too. Why as well you? No, that's that's kind of shining a bad light on it. Even though I'm not sure. America does border bad. on being nationalist with certain like well, uh, more Republican policies. Yeah, um, Trump like did make first. several Amer yeah like uh, America first. That is basically nationalism. I mean, it's like kind of soft. a chill version of nationalism it's soft. not like Did the you wild just call stuff Trump from chill <laughs> well compared to like world war ii japan yeah whoa oh yeah they were <laughs> really that was, that was a little more that was a hardcore little much. nationalist <laughs> oh, it was a little much but I, I could tell we're, we're veering in a bad direction we started talking about politics <laughs> well it really depends oh, no. right i think most people would agree Trump was pretty nationalist. Yeah, and you either like it or you don't. But Boom, I think done. most people agree that he was right. <laughs> don't confuse the politics. If you agree, it's, you agree. it's, it's like if yes you and don't, no. It's like don't. it's like voting. It's just yes and no. There's no well maybe this or that. <laughs> Whoa, Jeff is like straight democracy. <laughs> just like vote how you think, and then it'll all work out. That's the that's the hope. But there's just too many people in the country to really make it true. Yeah, straight democracy. I mean, there's always people who get their feelings hurt. In any, in anything. Well, yeah. So you can't live life and not step on a few toes, even if you try. Oh, are we doing this again? And, <laughs> even and, if you're high in agreeableness. Yes, and if you try, I'm sorry, but you'll live a very less enjoyable life than somebody. I'm not saying don't care at all, but there is sometimes where you say, "Yeah, it's okay. They'll live." <laughs> Well, don't, yeah, you have you to, for different people, the it's in different places, and, <sighs> like, for some people, they don't seem to care enough for you, and they seem, like, super offensive to other people, and you're like, whoa, I would never say that, but it's just, I guess it's just a spectrum of where they draw the line of, this, is, this isn't a big deal anymore. Oh, that's so... That's, and different people have different opinions on that, so... Yeah, oh, that's weird. Like, where do you draw the line of something being offensive? Because it really depends on how somebody will take it <laughs> or what their, like, free 
pretty. Um, well, it's not an issue of whether it's offensive. Stuff. That's up to the other person exactly. whether they're offended by it. It's a if issue it is, of whether you care, like if it mm-hmm. offends them. Like, oh. should this offend you? Like, it's, I, it's maybe. not. It's not. <laughs> I will know. this? But is it? Will I be? Yeah, you can't if control if someone's offended. Like, and how would you know? If they tell you, it's just like, hey, why well, you yeah. Sorry, we just cut if you they told you ahead of time. But I think a lot of it is being healthy enough to choose not to be emotionally dependent on the reaction of another person. Like, I think a lot of my, like, apologizing excessively and trying not to hurt people's feelings is out of an unhealthy... This was from the psychology class, too. But from an unhealthy, like, I'm not okay until this person's okay, which is very not a fun way to live. Personality binding? Yeah, that's not a healthy way to live. Whoa. Like, and I thought I was such a kind-hearted person, and it's like, I realized I don't always even care about these people. It's I just being like feel a personality attention slave. in my soul when other people are mad at me. <laughs> that's not healthy or good. Already, just as Elizabeth went full circle and went back to talking about personalities, I'm going to go full circle and I'll close us out today. Thank you for listening to our pad, pad, podcast. Our podcast <laughs> where we, we, especially this episode, just say, hey, we're going to talk about things and stuff and whatever we want. We have literally no plan. <laughs> no plan, no structure. We kind of semi stayed in the same vein for most of it. And no, we're not hitting any specific time marks, just general time marks. And we don't have any outro music or intro music. So, yeah, that's pretty much the outro. And if you want to <laughs> stick around and we want to <laughs> chat a little more, we can. But thanks for listening and good night. <laughs> it is night for us. <laughs> Maybe not them. You're not going to outro you? Okay. You guys aren't going to say anything for the outro. Bye. I said it is nice for... It is night for us. All right. I'm too tired.